Hey, 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 family. We want to welcome you guys to the initial episode of the Spoiled Milk Podcast. I am your host, DJ, and I have with me my co-host, Big Mike. Big Mike, say hello to people real quick. How's it going out there? What up, DJ? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, I'm just ready to get this started, man. So let's uh, let's break through. I know this is our first podcast, so we got to find our feet. Uh, but uh, let's start off with a little bit of news. You got anything for us today? Uh, yes, right. If our cool geek news section of the podcast... I was reading earlier about Ant-Man 3. It got delayed. It was going to come out, I believe, in 2020. Now it's going to be pushed back to 2021. The biggest news I saw on that, it was speaking of the Young Avengers. It was saying that um, Lang's daughter, you know, the the Ant-Man, she is going to be Mm -hmm. one of the crucial pieces of the Young Avengers. And I also saw the kid, if you remember that not-so-good Iron Man 2 the kid uh, three you mean three no, uh, <laughs> three. Uh, three, three my fault my fault yeah they're pretty forgettable and i kind of mix them up after iron man one and yeah yeah the kid he befriended in iron man three is going to be one of the one of the young avengers and i think tony's daughter is also going to be part of the young avengers so it kind of briefly talk about that yeah i i don't know how i really feel i like okay i'm excited about ant-man three and you know, I'm I'm really interested in the fact. So I'm I'm really surprised, really, by the fact that okay, the Ant Man trilogy, in my opinion, is is you know, if they land the if they if they land the dismount on three, right. the Ant Man trilogy could possibly be better than the Iron Man trilogy, and that's that's insane, right? Totally so, insane. It's totally insane. And I'm kind of coming from a similar place. I had zero expectations. And a lot of my friends kept saying, man, you got to see this this Ant-Man movie. It's actually pretty good. And to me, Ant-Man just seemed like one of the throwaway characters. You know, when when like you're a kid and you're in the backyard playing superheroes, Iron Man would have been yeah. the one that your fourth youngest cousin would pick because all the other ones were taken. <laughs> but then after I watched it, I'm like, hey, this is pretty good. Even T.I. was good in the, in the, in the Ant-Man movie. Which was a surprise. Which was a straight is- shock to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I'm so I'm totally with you because on the flip side, Iron Man, you know, the first Iron Man was was awesome, and my expectations for Iron Man two, for um for the for Rhodey actually being Don Cheadle, I thought, hey, this is going to be awesome, and they really under, under underuse a guy of Cheadle's, you know, acting prowess for all these other movies, but yeah, two and three were pretty disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Cheeto, right? I like Cheeto, and, and you could see him in a more prom- prominent role. Uh, it, it's just you know when you have an ensemble cast, yeah. like anything with the Avengers, you can kind of you you can kind of get lost in the shuffle. And, and you know, I want to I'm a, I'm gonna bring that point back up when we talk about uh, you know our main subject today, X Men. Okay, but uh, r- really, uh, you can get lost in the ensemble cast, and that's one good thing about when you look at Ant Man. Like all the characters in the Ant Man movies, they have their moments to shine. Oh, even yeah. the lesser characters, uh, the B list characters, uh, even when they uh, uh, added uh, what's her name, uh, Evangel- uh, Evangeline Lilly, I believe her name. Yeah, is. yeah, the girl uh, from they, Lost. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when when they added her character in, she doesn't get lost in the shuffle. She really, uh, no pun intended, she right. <laughs> she doesn't get exactly. lost in the shuffle, but she fits in. Uh, uh, nicely, so uh, that's does. cool. That, that's cool. Did they talk about who's going to direct that, or 
or they they have no idea because they're probably like in post production right now. Right, exactly. Or right, it's right. I, th- I think it's definitely closer to pre production, and it didn't really mm-hmm. mention it. And yeah, it was it was more trying to gain interest, you know, for the young Avengers, and to kind of play off something that you just said with the ensemble cast. I see it going to so many different directions, and I try to, I try to keep the mindset of Marvel Studios has been good to us. So you know, let's not throw rocks at the at, at the throne, as they say, and question too much. But then on the other hand, I'm like, do we really need this many, you know, different characters? I think it might be better if they kind of focus more on a smaller group. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's that's what scares me about what's coming up right now. Because, you yeah. know, we, we look at the Avengers and and to me, you know, in my opinion, uh, you know, uh Infinity War had better story beats. Yeah. Uh in end game kind of loses you right in the middle. Like the beginning is pretty good. Uh, the middle is uh, all right. The the end is is stellar, right? The Definitely end is stellar. stellar. Yeah, yeah, it's stellar. Once once you get into the fight with Thanos against the big three, Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America, that's when that movie takes off. But when you look at Infinity War, the story beats are there throughout, from beginning all the way to the end. And and I did so. I dare say that Infinity War is 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 a better film. But as we exit out of that whole uh you know uh, that whole uh, story arc that that began in uh, way back in avengers and ended with endgame now we're entering into something else and i'm kind of scared uh, scared about where marvel's at right now because you know uh, i know we got black widows coming up which is good uh but uh you know you look at the heart and soul of that group you know uh robert Downey jr is gone yeah chris Evans. Yeah, Chris Evans is gone. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I like Thor, but I, I feel that they kind of made a misstep with him uh, in, in game, even though it's kind of comical. Uh, you you know, we okay. went from Ragnarok. We went from Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. That was an awesome movie. I, I didn't think that Ragnarok would be as good as it was, but Ragnarok was an awesome movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Ragnarok was We great. went from, oh, yeah, from that to Lebowski Thor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Fat Thor had to kind of grow on me. And it was interesting to see what they did with Thor because, once again, I'm going to go back to my previous statement of, of um, I definitely try to have faith with Marvel Studios because I remember talking with some friends about how can they cast Kirk's dad from the Star Trek reboot as Thor <laughs> and how can they cast, you know, the not-so-great Human Torch. And it wasn't Chris Evans' fault with, with those awful Fantastic Four movies, but you know, if you look at them now, I can't see anybody else's cap outside of Chris Evans, and I can't really nope. see anybody outside of outside of um, Hemsworth, Robert Downey. Well, I was oh, Hemsworth, say Thor. Thor, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and Thor, of course yeah. Robert Downey Jr. as uh, Iron Man. So, yeah, the um, Fat Thor was kind of comical, but at the end, when he kind of got his chops back, he kind of found his way. Him taking off with the Guardians at the end was kind of like, okay, that's an interesting choice to kind of, you know, because, because you know, he had his own series and Guardians had their own series, and now it looks like they're going to meld the two together. And that was the kind of choice. And it could be choice. fun. Yeah. yeah. It could be fun. It could be fun. I, mean, I guess, uh, I, I don't know. I guess uh, looking at that and seeing it and, and, and just – I guess looking at seeing it and and seeing what they can do with, it, especially, uh, and I'm not sure if they're gonna bring back James Gunn, but I think Taika Waititi 
yeah. is uh, going to direct it. So I, I know he's, uh, I've enjoyed quite a few of his films. I have so, too. Uh, yeah. So uh, to me, the, the directors really who bring it, bring it all, brings it all together. And they're like the unsung hero. Uh, like even if you look, uh, and I know we're talking about Marvel here, but even if you look at, uh, what was her name? Patty Jenkins, who did oh, uh, yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Wonder Woman. She, I mean, man, she, she landed that. She brought it together. She did. Uh, so I think if the director fits right and Taika Waititi really fits right and, you know, I'm not sure if he helped out with any of the Guardian scenes in uh, in Endgame because I know how Marvel usually does. They they usually uh, bring their directors in, right? Uh, but uh, but if that works, then that'll work. And and the same thing with Ant Man. Uh, I'm really looking at, you know, who who's going to really be at the helm there? Whether it's uh, uh, whether it's uh, you know, I know Edgar Wright uh, directed the first uh, film, and I thought it was uh, was it Peyton Reed? Who did the second one? I can't remember, but I think it might know, I know somebody. Yeah, it might. I, I'm not sure, but if you know, I know somebody's out there right now just yelling at their at their phone saying, "Oh, it's this this guy, this yeah, guy." Well, I'm sure. not. I'm not gonna get it all right. So yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, Ant Man three, if they 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 bring in his daughter, and uh, they bring in uh, the wasp wasp is there. Yeah, I think they have a great. Uh, they already have a great cast with even with Michelle Pfeiffer, so I'm oh, yeah. really looking forward to that. And and did they and give Michael a release Douglas date? Too. And Michael, yep, yeah, thank you, the great Michael Douglas. Yeah, so, yeah. With yeah. that, they give a release date. Uh, well, well, from the things I've been reading, you know, with with everything that's going on now, everything is pretty much up in the air. Yeah, because you know they halted production on all of the ones that were supposed to come out this year, and you know that. That whole, you know, cool graphic that they put up, you know, the phase four that everybody was was geeking out over, you know, several months ago. Some of those dates, you know, have to have to be kind of fluid now. So I think yeah. they were saying that they're probably going to try to start shooting next summer. So who knows okay. when that's coming out? Cool. And cool. Cool. yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, you know, like I say, I try to have some confidence in them because they've impressed me and the Ant-Man character. You know, if not for him and the rat in the end game movie, you know, who, <laughs> who knows how the it rat. comes out. Yeah, the rat. You know, the rat is the unsung hero. That's it. Of, yeah. the, of the entire film. Of that, the entire, of right, it. of the entire film. Yeah. yeah. I, I would like to see a what if comic book with that, right? What if the rat, oh, yeah. what if the rat hadn't survived or that was something awesome. like that? That would be great. That was awesome. You know, if he had uh, chased a piece of cheese in the opposite direction. You know, Look, the whole thing could have been ruined. Over with, over yeah, with, man. Definitely over with. But, but, but yeah, it's uh, everything that's going on right now uh, with the pandemic and all this other stuff. Another casualty we got to bring up, and uh, most of you might have heard this already, but uh, the uh, Christopher Nolan film uh, Tenet right. has been uh, pushed back indefinitely. Uh, and that uh, I don't know about for you, but for me, that was one of the. Uh, one of the big films I was uh, looking forward to uh, and seeing uh, how Christopher Nolan uh, really played with uh, time travel. Cause yeah. I know he, he's uh, pl- played with like, uh, I know it was a dreamscape, but he's really playing with like ultimate alternate dimensions and inception. And he's played with time before oh, with yeah. that. Uh, what's the guy Pierce movie where he, everything was backwards. Uh, God, I can't remember it, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that was that was good. So I, I'm really interested. Like, out of all the filmmakers, he's one of the most cerebral. 
So he was oh, one yeah. of the guys I was really looking forward to that movie. And uh, I know how, how he operates. So he's not going to just release it on Netflix or just exactly. drop it on uh, some other streaming platform. Exactly. We're just going to have to wait for this one. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What would you feel about that? How did you feel about that movie? Oh yeah, I'm. I was. I was looking forward to it too, and it's kind of like as soon as you say Christopher Nolan, everybody goes to his Batman trilogy. Even though a few people kind of not necessarily love the one with with Bane, the third one, I actually loved it. I I thought it was awesome. Even his his voice is kind of weird. How did you think of his voice? And of course, you Batman. know, yeah, exactly, <laughs> Batman. Right in the Joker movie, you know that part too. You know, it was sort of long, but. I really like his style of filmmaking and he kind of takes you to places that you didn't think you were going, you know, when, when, um, uh, I'm not sure what the, what, what the girl's name was, but the, basically, um, Batman's love interest in the first movie who was recast in the second one, who was actually uh, blown up. Yeah. Yeah. Blown up by, uh, two face by Harvey Dent. Oh man. Rachel, yeah. Rachel Doss. Rachel, Rachel Doss. Doss. That's right. That was it. I, yeah. I, 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 and look at this, that movie this year, uh, I can't, I couldn't remember, it was it June it came out, 15 years old, right? 15 years old, can you Has believe it that? 15 years already? 15 years, man, wow. that's 2005. Yes, it's it's crazy how that it stuff works. Crazy. Yeah. Before you know it, it's going to be like 20 years. It, it's just, exactly. It's, it's wild. And DC had all of this, we're going to have to say that for another episode, no, but oh, DC, yeah. they, man, they had to jump. That came out. Batman Begins came out the same year that Iron Man came out. Remember that? That's the oh, same yeah. year. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. The same year for real. That was what, 2008? No, 2005. 2005. That's right. That's right. Wow. Yes. That's way back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You said 15 yeah, that years came right. out. Okay. Yeah, same year. So let me let me make sure because I don't want to say that and just because <laughs> I want to make sure it was uh, Iron Man and, I mean, uh, Batman Begins and not. Uh, uh, the Dark Knight uh, that came out that same year because I know I know it was a Batman movie, right? You're right. So definitely. Iron Man. So it was it was the Dark Knight. It was the Dark Knight because okay. Iron Man came out. You were right, 2008. Okay. So, but, but still, that's 12 years ago, man. Oh yeah, that's a long years time. Ago, all that came up. Yeah. But but DC had a huge jump. Batman Begins came out 2005. They could have really built something great. Uh, but uh, it didn't happen. But regardless, uh, let's go back to uh, uh, Tanet just re- uh, re- release being pushed back, and it's been pushed back indefinitely. Yeah. So we don't know when that's coming out. But however, we do have streaming platforms, right? So oh yeah, uh, we're looking good. Anything coming out? Because I we got a slew of stuff coming out here in the oh, next yeah. uh, couple of weeks. So anything in particular you looking forward to on on the streaming platforms? Not exactly, and I say that because because I was really behind on quite a few movies, so I've I've used some of my movie time over the last couple of weeks just to catch up. You know, I, I watched Shazam the other night, and I watched okay. the Joker movie last week, so I'm I'm still just kind of catching up on things. Well, you had some some good ones. So, and DC has been doing a really good job lately. What'd you think about Shazam? Because I man, look, I. I, I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I I did too. I thought it was it was really good. It was kind of funny. Um, it was funny and it was kind of serious enough. Um, I th- I think the casting was great. You know, from the 
from the you know the younger versions to the adult Shazam. I just kind of wonder how how and what their long range plans are. You know, because if you look at, I'm assuming they're following Marvel's playbook. And I just don't really see how you could a kind of campy, kind of silly, but a strong character in Shazam in the same movie with a dark character like the Joker. Those two just don't seem to kind of, I don't know. I just kind of wonder, wonder what their long range plans are. If they're looking to eventually have a shared universe, you know, a la Marvel. Or if they're mm-hmm. saying we're just going to make, you know, like movies that basically don't necessarily connect. But I thought they were both good movies. Yeah, I was I was a fan of the Billy Batson story. It was good. <laughs> but I, but see, I know that the Joker, uh, the Joker is it's 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 uh, self-contained. So that's not they, that's something they kind of came out with and said the Joker is not going to uh, bleed over into the other movies. Right. Uh, and and I thoroughly enjoy uh, was that Shazam Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I've even gone back and uh, I'm waiting on it to come in the mail right now. But uh, going back and went and uh, bought the uh, Man of Steel Blu-ray. Okay. Uh, because I can kind of see I can see some value there because you know you know we talk about DC right, but if you really look like you know there were elements about the Man of Steel I didn't like. Uh, there were elements of Batman versus Superman I didn't like, but even beyond that, there were a lot of elements I did like. I, I did like uh, the fact that they actually, especially in Man of Steel, that they show the power and the destruction of two beings of the uh, of you know of of Zod and Superman, beings right. of that caliber strength on a real world environment. And for me, as a as a fan of the Invincible comic book, you ever read Invincible? It's a, it's a great comic book. Actually, I awesome. have, but I got to check that one out. Oh man, look! If you can look, if you can get you, you can probably get it for little or nothing, right? Like okay. I know that like Comicsology has uh, uh, you know uh, bargain basement sales sometimes and oh, all yeah. this other stuff. I'm a but fan me, of them. Look, so Invincible is basically Superman mixed with Spider Man. All right, okay. with a, a little bit like the humor of the Flash in there a little bit. Okay, uh, but man, it is it is definitely it's very violent. Uh, very funny is is uh you know kind of you know in some respects down to earth uh but it, it's really really good so when i saw man of steel and i seen that type of destruction you see that type of destruction in that comic book okay which would be you know as it, for a made-up fictitious you know a fake universe right. as real as it kind of gets so that was one of the things that i like but uh looking at shazam like that was really really good um as far as like things I'm looking forward to, so I know that uh, Umbrella Academy is coming out the end of uh, July, the end of this month. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I read the comics. I think I have the first and the second series, and I think there was a third series. I really didn't get into that though, uh, but I know uh, the second season is going to really focus on uh, the 1960s. Okay. Where, uh, yeah, you know, and I'm not trying to spoil it, even though our podcast is called Spoil Milk. I'm not trying right. to spoil it for everybody. <laughs> exactly. Go back, watch season one. Uh, really, really good. Uh, you know, I, I I have to honestly say I like the comic better than the show. Uh, the show is good. Uh, but uh, regardless of that, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to, and I'm also looking forward to uh, the boys uh, season two. Oh, me too. Uh, I can't you, wait. You, yeah. 
Yeah, you put me up on season one, right? Yeah, you, you and my wife put me up on season one because I was like, ah, I, you know, the comics were okay, but I really they weren't my cup of tea. But you put me on it, so are you? Are yeah. you looking forward to that season two? Oh, I'm totally looking forward to it. I'm totally looking forward to what they, to basically where they go. And I'll tell you what, I'm looking so forward to it because something you had mentioned earlier about Comicsology. I'm a big Amazon fan. Comicsology had the boys. Basically, you know, it's it's an ongoing comic as well. And I was about to, you know, jump in there and just try to read ahead. And then I remembered, well, I don't want to, you know, spoil it for myself. Shout out to Spoil Milk. But I didn't want to spoil my own milk and kind of read ahead too much. So I'm definitely <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to season two. Yeah, and, and and see, here's the whole thing. Like, you know, there are people are name dropping characters and all this. And, and you know, the comic has been out man over 10 years right right. so the comic has been out for a long time like if i want to catch up on that i can uh and and i think they 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 finished the comic if i'm not mistaken okay and then the show kind of picked up a few years after the comic was finished but it's like a a character stormfront and there's been some changes to that character uh but regardless i'm going in with a fresh fresh perspective uh sometimes Yeah, sometimes that's the best thing, right? You like you go in, you don't know anything, you don't know what's happening. It's oh, a couple totally. different things. This is interesting. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah. uh, that's uh, that's about all I got for news uh, for today. You have anything else, or are we? Uh, you ready to jump into this topic? I think I'm ready to go ahead and jump into it. I've been thinking about this for the last few days, so I'm kind of ready to jump on well, in. Well, take us on in. Take us in. Take us okay. in on what awesome. we're talking about awesome. today. Okay. All right. So, so, you know, uh, a wonderful thing happened. I think it was last year, basically the rights to the X-Men characters and many of the characters on movies we've seen, and I have to go ahead and say Sony and Fox. So I think more so Fox. I think the Sony characters are still kind of up in the air, but the Fox Marvel characters have now gone over to, to Marvel Studios Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Exactly. Exactly. And and with the coming of the Fox characters, you know, that means what? That's the Fantastic Four. Yes. Everybody associated there. Um, Spider-Man, I think, was more Sony, but I think they've pretty much ironed out a peace treaty, so to speak. And Wait, Yeah, for the time being. For the time being. For the time being, right. It's like a ceasefire more so than the peace treaty, I think. It, you know, yeah, exactly. The shooting can start back up at that, you know, just, just about any, any moment. moment. Any yeah. Moment. And the flagship of this brand new acquisition is Charles Xavier and his wonderful X-Men. And I'm very, oh, no, excuse man. me, his uncanny X-Men. Let me get the tagline yes. right. Yeah, his uncanny X-Men. So I can't wait to see that. And, you know, Everybody has their dream cast. And I re- I remember, to possibly age myself slightly, when there was rumors of an X-Men movie coming out. It was, was that 2000, I think, when uh, the first X-Men came out? Yeah, that was 2000. Because this, this, is the, uh, this year is the 20th anniversary. 20th anniversary. And, uh, That's right. Yes, 20th. And I don't know if they're giving away stuff, but like last night I was going through uh, my uh, my movies anywhere queue. Okay. And uh, I know I've never down bought this at digital download, but for some reason I had uh, 
X-Men Days of Future Past in my okay. queue. Okay. So uh, that, that was interesting to me. I was like, where did this come from? I don't remember buying this, but, you know, shout out uh, to iTunes if they uh, if they, they pushed it to my queue or Movies Anywhere. If you guys pushed it to my queue, uh, kudos. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, everybody had this Dreamcast because I can remember – you know, just just about everybody was good on John Luke Picard, aka Patrick Stewart, being Professor X. And yeah, I'm I'm down with that man. He he yeah. fits the bill perfectly. Right, and it seems like outside of that, you know, the you know the choices for the other people, you know, were kind of you know here and there or so. And at that yeah. time, I can actually say, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say this now. I was pretty much on board with Halle Berry being Storm. <laughs> I, well, you know what? I don't think it's anything to be sorry about, right? So, you know, you you look at and and I guess it goes back to what you said earlier, right? Uh, about Chris Evans as the Human Torch, right? And there are some scripts that will pull the best out of you, and there are some scripts that you're like, uh, okay, I'm just, you know, I'm basically just collecting a paycheck. You know, because it's a mix. It's a mix between director, script, actor or actress, and, you know, location, environment, you know, a lot of things like that. So, uh, you know, I can't knock you because I was excited about Halle Berry because we knew, uh, you know, Oscar award winning actress, what she can bring to the table. But, you know, you you also have to have that director that's able to kind of pull that out of them and say, okay, because we've seen it go the opposite way, right? Oh, we've yeah, We've seen totally. it where people are like, oh, no, don't never get this person. This movie's going to crash and burn. Like, remember the first Batman yeah. uh, with Michael Keaton? Yeah, for Nobody, real. no, if anybody tells anybody out there that they wanted Michael Keaton as Batman before the first movie, they, yeah. yeah, Beetlejuice, they're lying. Beetlejuice. Nobody... Yeah. Nobody wanted Michael uh, Michael Keaton as Batman. I almost said Michael Caine. Yeah, <laughs> but Michael exactly. Keaton, Michael Keaton as Batman. Nobody wanted that, and then it worked out great. And, and yeah. you know, sometimes it, it works the opposite way. Like the guy you don't want, even with Chris Evans. You know, I remember a lot of us uh, within the comic book community kind of sneered like look this dude was the human torch why yeah. are you bringing him in as chris evans but when you have a great team that's building something it works out so if if you were to able if you were able to cast so we're, like we're doing a dream casting right like this is this is our thing this is what we do right so yeah. uh, you know this is our first episode but uh we would definitely be doing this from time to time so we're going to take a couple characters and say okay dream cast like who who would your dream person be so so, Big Mike, who who is your dream cast for X Men? A couple people, if you like. Okay, great, great. So, welcome to our main segment of podcast number one. Um, we are we are doing dream casting. I think it'll be great if we focus on Storm for this one. How about yeah, that? that? I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Awesome, awesome. And I don't necessarily want to make this an <laughs> an indictment of why Halle Berry was a bad Storm, but let me say a couple things about Halle. I, re- I remember seeing her in, in magazines, and of course, all of us were Halle Berry fans that time. I mean, she Halle was Berry. She was popular. <laughs> yeah. You could take it back to Boomerang. You can take it back to I even liked I even liked Strictly Business. I think she was in with Tommy Davidson. Everybody was a Halle wow. fan. Wow. Wow, you took me back with that one. Strictly Business was a yeah. 
It wasn't terrible, I say. It wasn't terrible. So I saw her in the, you know, in the in the platinum platinum white wig and and in the costume, and it was fitting her pretty nice, I'll say. So, la 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 la, I'm in love. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you fast forward to it, and this is a pretty good movie. And yeah. there's a scene near the end, and she's facing off with Toad, and it's really climactic and everything. Yeah. And she looks at Toad and says, "Do you know what happens to a Toad when this gets struck uh, by lightning?" And then it's like all this tension is building, and then she says the same thing that happens to everybody else when they're struck by lightning. And it's kind of like that is the writer's fault. That is the writer's fault. That was terrible. terrible. It's kind of like a record scratch comes in, like, you know, and that really shows you then this is the future of this character. And and if you go back and watch that movie, shout out to their twentieth anniversary, you can tell that about. The first forty-five minutes, she make it. She made a eh, a decent uh, attempt at some sort of accent, and then about the forty-six-minute mark, she says, "No, nah, I don't. I'm not going to try this anymore." And then from there, she's Halle Berry from Cleveland playing Storm. Yeah, oh, for the rest of God. the series. Yes, it's and it's and the funny thing is, like her accent goes in and out throughout the three yeah. movies. Yeah. Anybody doesn't believe it, go back and watch the first three X-Men movies. X-Men, uh, X-Men uh, United, uh, X2, X-Men United, right. and then X- X3, The Last Stand. And mm. her her uh, her exit just jumps in and out. Uh, I think her best storm was in Days of Future Past. That was the best Halle Berry storm we could get. And you know why, in, right? Yeah, different director. different. But, I mean, different yeah. writers. Well, different yeah. writers, and and I was gonna say a diminished screen time. That you know, she wasn't in it very long. Uh, yeah, it, but see, that's a, that's a shame because Storm is like one of she she is one of the staple X Men. Oh, you yeah. know, for those for those people who don't read the comic books, Storm actually was a leader of the X Men, and you say, oh, okay, that's cool, whatever. But she was a leader of the X Men without her powers right it wasn't like she had she lost her powers i think it was like a you, you know now take this with a grain of salt it's a comic book so right. like she got her power sucked out by like a dracula or a, va- a vampire a dracula but by yeah, a, 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 a a dracula they sucked her powers out by that vampire. works that works and, and she and she had no powers but she was a leader of the x-men so this is and not only that she beat cyclops in 101 combat yeah. to get the leadership position of of the X-Men. So when I see a character uh, of that ilk and that, that power and just, you know, that charisma just relegated to terrible one-liners and just put in the corner, I have a problem with that. Basically so, and just being kind of relegated to just being pretty much a background character. You know, she's yeah. just, she's just, just one of the crew pretty much. And yeah. I really think that they need to nail Storm and some things that I'm looking for, for for one, you know, I think she should definitely look the part. And by looking the part, once again, <laughs> not just an indictment on Halle, but I really think they should try and make a concerted effort and really hit this one. Like I say, nail this, knock it out the park. We're going to need us a, a brown skin storm, DJ. Yeah. Need yeah. a brown skin storm. Without question, without yeah. question. I mean, definitely she, need a brown skin storm. You, you know, with the 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 focus, especially now on uh, cultural and ethnic 
authenticity. Uh, I think it's, that is a major part of what we need to do uh, or what Marvel needs to do going forward. Right. Uh, Because honestly, I I don't want just somebody in there as a, uh, as a placeholder. We were talking, talking earlier about uh, ensemble cast, right? Right. You know, you need somebody that's going to carry, be able to carry the load of the team. Somebody's going to be able to carry the storylines. And and I know what they're doing with Black Panther, but if they don't integrate Storm somewhere in there, like that is a, a great jumping off point to put her character into that whole region, into that whole area. I know they're working on Black Panther 2. I'm not sure if they have the script right now, but even introducing the X-Men in that vein Right. You know, would be great because that that's where the idea really came from. Right. The idea of the X-Men, it came uh, because of civil rights and civil civil unrest in the 60s. And basically, uh, Stanley yeah. and the rest of the creative team said, hey, you know what? We need to mirror this in our comic books. Now, you know, I know that they say they stole the idea of Doom Patrol, but the fact that they used the uh, mantra of Martin Luther King Jr., and of Malcolm X to build the characters of Charles Xavier and uh, Magneto right. uh, were, were great. So, I mean, I think you owe the characters that came out of that a great deal of respect uh, by being uh, authentic and uh, who you cast. Because, I mean, look look at the last woman, uh, the last uh, woman they cast is Storm uh, within, what was that, X-Men Apocalypse? Yeah. Which, oh, my God. Horrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. Horrible. Terrible, yeah. and then uh, what was that? X Men Apocalypse, and, and then Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Oh my god, <laughs> I couldn't even. I couldn't even finish Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix was just an abomination, and they took those. They took all the characters and just shoved yeah. them in a box. So, so let me ask you: Who you know? Who would your? Who would be the perfect dream cast for Storm for you in the X Men uh, franchise? Okay, all right. So in addition to being brown skin, I think she should definitely look the part. She should be sort of athletic. You know, I'm definitely calling for some curves here. Not, you know, tall and, you know, not tall and skinny, I'll say. Because in the comics, you know, she's supposed to be about 5'10 or so. That yeah, might be tough yeah. for an actress, but it's a couple people I actually like that fit that athletic, has some curves, brown skin. And can act. You know, a lot of people say, oh, so-and-so is a model and she looks kind of like Storm. But, yeah, but can she act? I mean, since we're basically getting a huge do over here, I think they need to really get it right this time. Yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. So who, who are you talking about? Who are you okay, talking about? all right. I will say I'm going I'm to give you my top three, or I'm going to give you my number three person, and I'm going to give you two that are tied for number one, I'll say. All right. Okay. Number three is DeWanda Wise. She's in that series. I think it's on Netflix. She's got to have it. It's like a remake of the Spike Lee 80s movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, she's an outstanding actress, and her eyes are naturally, I think, like a hazel or a brownish green or something like that. And they are really distinctive. And I can see when they digit- digitally make Storm's eyes blue or put this lady on some contacts or whatever. I think that's going to really look incredible. She has a very good screen presence. And I think, you know, with all of these movies, you know, they're planning on probably an eight to 10 picture deal. So I think she's in her early to mid thirties. 
She has a great screen presence. She was a very good actress. Very, very easy on the eyes. I think the costume will look kind of nice on her too. So I'm that, going to that would probably be good. That, so let me see this. So I, I looked her up, right? Because I had no idea who she was. I'm like, all right, let me let me see where okay. she is. And, and it looks like she is going to also be in Jurassic World, the uh, Jurassic World Dominion, the okay. new movie they're making right now. So that would be a great boost for her to be in two, two solid franchises like that. Uh, heading out. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So who else you, you got in mind? Okay. Tied for number one, it is... I'm trying to trying to make sure I got her name right. Nafisa Williams. She's on that um, Black Lightning show. She's Black Lightning's oldest daughter. Yes, she is good. Yeah, She's that's a good. good. Yes, and, and um, she already plays a superhero, so I think that should give her some leg up. You know, because not everybody can be an action star. You know, just standing in you know in a house. And reading your lines, because like most people can play themselves. Like I say, you know, you know, when rappers make a biopic about themselves, everybody can play themselves. But yeah. if you're saying, you know, you're a, a, a weather witch that's half American, half Kenyan, and you've been worshipped and you can make lightning come out of your hands, you know, you're really going to need somebody that can basically, you know, fit into that role. And, and I always like to say, the suspension of disbelief with these characters, you know, can I see this woman dressed up like storm and see her as storm? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's that's a great point. Definitely. And, um, my other tie for number one is Kiki Lang. She's in that movie, um, that Netflix movie, old guard. Okay. And she's, she's also in if Beale street can talk. So, you know, if Bill Street can talk, shows that she has the acting chops. So that's a drama. That's a, I'm thinking that's a that's a, a remake of a famous older movie. Basically, she's pretty tall. I think she's uh, five nine or so, maybe five ten. So that really hits the storm. You know, height. She's definitely yeah. brown skinned. You know, she she gives us more of that look of what we'd expect from the comic book drawings of Storm. Yeah. Yeah. That that same angular look with good acting there. That's right. that's probably like the main thing. And, and one one of the things I like is like you know a, a person who's gonna take. Let's just be honest. Someone who's gonna have this role, right? right. Uh, because they they have long term plans. When you when you when you put together a role like this, you know they're really looking for somebody who's gonna be in this role uh, as grueling and as, as 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 hard as it's gonna be for you know eight years. seven years or whatnot because that's how long it takes for the storylines to come to fruition if we go back i was watching iron man one the other day and i was like man robert downey looks super young right there and not to say that he looks old now right but you could definitely tell the years are on him so you know having an actress uh of that caliber has you know has to be somebody that's able to go through the ups and downs of the role uh without being beat down too much uh i only had one person a dream cast and i kind of broke my own rule here right by okay. talking about oh they should be young and whatnot uh uh i was looking at an actress uh naomi harris okay uh, she was in that recent movie uh black and blue and yeah. she's like 43 years old right now yeah but uh you know she uh she carries herself in a very strong way she was in uh, like skyfall yeah and she was in specter uh, so she she she's an actress who can carry herself and then command respect. 
Like she has that look where she can command respect. She can command presence. Uh, and that's what you want. When you have an ensemble cast, you want somebody who can, when they walk onto the set, people know, okay, this person's about business. When you look at them, they look regal. They look impressive. Oh, yeah. they, they look very put together. And that that's one of the things that we, we kind of lack. Even when you go back and you look at the uh, earlier X-Men movies, uh, you know, you look at Storm, in those earlier X-Men movies, she's almost like just, you know, she's background filler almost for, for, for Hugh Jackman, for uh, James Marsden. Yeah. Uh, for characters like that. Yeah. Uh, she kind of takes a, a back seat. And uh, honestly, you know, just looking at the X-Men, if I could take some of those characters and, you know, like Hugh Jackman and bring them up and, and you know, like he's in great shape. Uh, is he going to make it another 10 years being Wolverine? I highly doubt it. He's already said that he's he's done. And and after Logan, that was like a swan song for him anyway. Uh, yeah. But, you know, him, James Marsden, you need somebody who, when they're on the screen, they command their presence. Uh, they, they have the acting ability and they can really stand up uh, for what it is. Uh, I agree totally. He, I, yeah, cause yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, if they had made X-Men in the 90s, let's say they came out in the early to mid-90s, I think just about everybody would have been happy with Angela Bassett because you talk about commanding the screen. You know, she was Trey's mom in Boys in the Hood, and she was Tina Turner. She's Biggie's yeah. mom, you know. And Look at I, what she did in Black Panther. I oh, mean. totally, yeah. Right, yeah. right. You know, she, she has that screen presence. She has that... You know, she has that, but once again, that suspension of disbelief when Angela Bassett at Storm walks on the screen, you figure everybody would stop and turn around and see what Storm is talking about. And I like Naomi Harris for that. And um, also, I was just thinking, she's actually British. And I think in Skyfall, you know, she speaks in her native tongue, you know, her, not native mm-hmm. tongue, her her actual accent. accent. Right. Yep. And it's funny a sort of British accent is the universal language for every movie in America, whether you're an alien or you're from another country, because, you know, they aren't going to do subtitles. So that British accent works for an alien accent, except Thanos. I'm not sure why they didn't go for that for him. But you know what I'm saying? Most most times, you know, that British accent works. So that could be her accent. If you know she is is Kenyan and American, so I would yeah I would think she would be a be a nice choice as well. Yeah, and, and you know if if they want to uh, have her uh, commit a heel turn as well, that British accent is always it's a telltale sign for who's going to betray the oh, rest yeah. of the team. Definitely, so if they definitely. if they going to go that way, Most that definitely. works as well. And, and then you know talking about the X Men, uh, and this is rumored, and I don't know how factual this is. Uh, but I'm really excited for this, and, and usually, uh, usually something uh, like this, I'm I'm, uh, I'm kind of skeptical about. But uh, you know, looking at, I heard rumors that Denzel Washington was going to play Magneto. I heard that. I I just I was floored by that because the possibilities are endless, and and you know, I, I'm usually a, a purist when it comes. Uh, when it comes to especially comic books, right? I'm I'm a yeah. I'm very much a purist. Like, look, I, I need this character to look like this. I need them to act like this. Exactly. But in the sense of the X Men, and and you know, because the X Men have always been a uh, a uh, a parallel for uh, civil issues. 
Oh, yeah. Looking at what we're at right now as far as civil unrest and whatnot, and having a Denzel Washington represent that aggressive uh, mantra of Malcolm X on film, uh, I just think that would be great. And I, I think that would really tie it back to the source material of uh, what really made the X-Men the X-Men. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, I'm, oh, I'm not quite sure, sure how they're going to integrate the X-Men uh, into the MCU. Uh, I'm, I'm really, I, I, I uh, extremely, I'm extremely excited about having the X Men back in the fold, having them back uh, in the umbrella of Marvel, because you you need that uh, that diversity of story. Oh yeah, uh, kind of carry you through all of these other points, and uh, so I'm really excited about that. But yeah, it's been 20 years for yeah, the X Men. 20 years. 20. 20, 20 years, 20, 20 years. And I totally agree about Denzel. I'm the same way. I'm a purist, you know, to a certain point, because who who knew we would like, uh, or not, not like, we would love a six foot one Wolverine. You know, yeah, I think, I, you know, there are places in there when you can kind of break the rules and and there's never, never a bad time for Denzel to make an appearance. So yeah, I'm cool with a, with a Denzel Magneto. I had even heard that, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, the fanboys' heads would explode. But I had heard uh, Denzel as as Magnus, a.k.a. Magneto, and mm-hmm. Jeffrey Wright. Are you familiar with Jeffrey Wright as, yes. uh, as wow. Professor X? Wow, yeah. I did not hear that one. Wow, that would be, man, that would be great. Two Jeffrey great Wright actors. is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Man, everything he does is gold, right? Yeah. And the the first time I saw Jeffrey Wright act was in remember the Shaft remake uh, with uh, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. That, yeah. The first one, not not the not not uh, the new Shaft. I don't know was Shaft Reloaded or whatever. I don't yeah, know. Well, not the yeah. one that came out like last yeah. year with the and, three and shafts. <laughs> yeah, not not that. That's why I call it Shaft Reloaded. Tra- right. Shaft, uh, I don't know, but anyway, not that one. Shaft the Junior one that, and Shaft the Third, yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. It, that's it. Generations of Shaft. I Generations don't know, of Shaft, exactly. <laughs> in in the in Richard Roundtree as Grandpa Shaft, yeah. Grandpa yeah, that Shaft. Was, <laughs> uh, yeah, that one was interesting. They put as many curse words as possible in two hours in that movie. I think. <laughs> they they may have broken the record there. I mean, Scarface is up and, there. Scarface was was, was kind of thinking, okay, now I don't want y'all to break my record. You know, like the seventy-two Dolphins always get at the at the at the end of the year. Scarface was kind of sitting there wondering if his record was gonna fall that night. Another Quelo, she love me tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're gonna have to go back. Well, I don't know. We, we might have to do a count on that and uh, get back with Definitely everybody. Follow up for a future, future episode. <laughs> but the, the the other shaft, the the one that came out in the early two thousands. That's when right. I first saw Jeffrey Wright, and I was like, man, who is this guy? Playing, he was playing some. I think he was playing a uh, Colombian drug lord or something. Yeah. I mean, he was hamming it up. But yeah. then uh, I saw him again in Boardwalk Empire, mm-hmm. and uh, most recently uh, uh, Westworld. Yeah, and the, the guy just has—he has range. He has an incredible he, range. It's out of this world. Just Jeffrey Wright just just has an amazing range, and I don't know if he was. Um, he was uh professionally trained if if he went somewhere like Juilliard or yeah. I don't know whether he got stage trained. I don't know, but I, what I do know is the guy is very impressive. And he uh, is. man, uh, so check man. out Cadillac Records when you get a chance. He plays Muddy Waters, the the the, the old blues great. 
Okay, that's that's going on my list. Muddy Waters. Man, he plays Muddy Waters? Really? He plays Muddy Waters. And if you look at his character in Westworld, he's basically a, a genius clone. And then you go to, to to you know, Muddy Waters and Cadillac Records. And you really, really believe this guy is playing the guitar and playing the harmonica and all of this kind of stuff in the 1940s. He's, a, he's an outstanding actor. He just really... He's kind of like a newer version of Forrest Whitaker, you know, how you could just put Forrest in any role and and he just nails that you can really see that he's he is, you know, this character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And, and see, you know what? I uh, looking at this casting, man, like if Marvel is out there, if 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 any Marvel executive is listening to this podcast, which uh, hopefully you know, so. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully yeah. so. We, hopefully we so. don't know. I, you know, I don't know, but. <laughs> If they are listening, just perch by chance, yeah. perhaps, you know, make it happen. Make it happen. Make it make happen. It happen. You have my money. You have my money. You, oh, you yeah. can take, you can have my money. Just put, you know, I, you know, we can, all we want is our storm casting. That's it. We can, yeah. we can get, what do you say? Nafisa Williams. We get Nafisa her. Nafisa Williams and uh, Kiki Lane. I'm not sure if it's yeah. a corn toss or a screen test or whatever. Yeah, look, who? Whatever works, whatever works, and you whatever guys bush it. Exactly. And you get Denzel, you get Jeffrey Wright, you got my money, right? And then, and then oh, yeah. just for, for for my for my for my liking, because I'm a big Cyclops guy. Bring back James Marston. I care less about Wolverine. I know. Look, I I can feel the hate coming through the airway. I already know people <laughs> are hating that, but I can care less about Wolverine. I have never been a Wolverine fan because you know I'm old school X Men. Wolverine yeah. was just he he got really popular. In the eighties, and then you seen it was like Wolverine and Spider Man everywhere, right? Yeah. And right. Wolverine was just this loner, and he was this loner that drunk beer all the time. That's all Wolverine was. And then all of a sudden, you know, they say, okay, let's give him a a more honorable backstory. And then they gave him the Weapon X project, and yeah. then they made him a samurai, and then they made him. He was down in, in uh, was that Madripoor uh, as as a as an assassin and all this other stuff. And just they just oversaturated Wolverine. So I'm good with even you know Wolverine could be a mystery. I don't care, but give me Denzel. Give me, uh, uh, give me uh, Jeffrey Wright. Give me oh, yeah. the Fisa. Give me, uh, give me any of these people. I'll take it. Oh, but, me too. Yeah, just give us the X Men, please. Oh please, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> and and I quickly, quickly before we segue into where were the X Men doing doing all of this? Hmm. I I say basically the same. I'm fine if they want to cut corners on Beast. If you want to cut corners on Gambit or Jean Grey, you know. You know, you don't have to spend spend a ton, but James Marsden to me seems like a kind of placeholder too as Cyclops. And I'm kind yeah. of a stickler with Cyclops being an, an inch shorter than his wife or his love interest being <laughs> great. You know, I Yeah, I Yeah. Somebody that can kind of make you think, yeah, this this dude is pretty tough, you know. We 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 actually have a lot of respect for Cyclops. I I, I kind of think Cyclops is a little important, and they got to do a very good Wolverine. And we can save this for 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 a future episode. But I kind of want to see a short Wolverine again. I'm I'm kind of like you. I would. I'm thinking we've we've yeah. seen the end of the of the Hugh Jackman Wolverine slash Logan run. So yeah, it's probably over. It's probably over. <laughs> yeah. So so if we go in for a brown skin storm and make that correct, then let's go for a short Wolverine. I'm not saying I don't think as many five, three actors out there, and Tom Cruise is a little bit long in the tooth. 
Well, Wolverine is 200 years old. That's that's a possibility. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah. The imp. I, I, yeah, I I, I, uh, I I drink, I know things, and I cut stuff. That's all I do. That's pretty that much. That could be the new, new Wolverine tagline. That's pretty it. Much. I drink, I cut stuff, and I know things. That's it. Shout out to Peter the imp. Shout out to the imp. Yeah, he was quite possibly my yeah. favorite character from the Game of Thrones, and that's a... Uh, Another oh. future 